Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. As we cover the passages which Pastor Mike gave in, in his evangelistic sermon this past weekend, uh, we've come to Matthew chapter 5. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount. It is the apex upon which the Old Covenant pivots into the New. Jesus gives this with a sense of foreshadowing. It's the most often misunderstood passage in the Bible by atheist authors because Jesus is establishing the necessity of the coming crucifixion. Here's, uh, here's where we can see an example of this. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. That's Genesis through uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, or all of the prophets. Okay, uh, you can look, you can encompass within that books of wisdom too, like Ecclesiastes and Proverbs and uh, Song of Songs and the Psalms, uh, and you know the Proverbs, but also uh, everything Ezekiel through Malachi. Uh, I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Remember, the old covenant was not a can of fix-a-flat. Rather, it is the cement beneath the cross. We ought not unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. Rather, we must fully appreciate the foundation for New Testament salvation. That law of God is critical. It is the means by which we understand when we've sinned. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. So God didn't discard the Old Testament. God has not uh, unhitched us from the Old Testament. Rather, He has fulfilled the law. Not one stroke of the pen will disappear. All of it was intended by God. And this is what Jesus fulfilled. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Boom! Every heart is broken in the crowd. Because no one, it seems, can be more righteous than those guys. Yet those seemingly righteous guys... Uh, we're not righteous enough to enter the kingdom of heaven. So the righteous Pharisees, the self-righteous Pharisees, are just aghast and offended, and everybody else is crestfallen. Good. Would you say that you feel maybe a little bit like poor in spirit? Get it? That's how the Sermon on the Mount begins. Patokasto, numate, the poor in spirit are the ones who inherit the kingdom of heaven. And then what follows is incredible. What follows is Jesus quoting from the law of God and then showing us how drastically short we actually fall from it. He's also quoting even from the Talmud at times. He would show us that it's not enough just to not murder. It's not enough, not enough just to not commit adultery. Every one of us has sinned and every one of us necessarily needs a savior. As New Testament Christians sharing the gospel in the revival project, we likewise ought not discard the law of God to, to just cast away and completely just obliviate, you know, the, the law of God uh, is something called antinomianism, and it's a classic heresy. It's not like God didn't mean it. Jesus said himself that not one stroke of the pen will disappear. Rather, by the law of God, we become aware of sin. And so this is pivotal. It's used, I think, in an exemplary fashion by uh, Ray Comfort in his evangelistic training series, uh, the way of the master to 
simply ask people, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen anything? And then so we know that God doesn't let thieves uh, into heaven. We know that God doesn't let liars into the kingdom of heaven. We, we know this. This is, this is the truth. Like, and not one stroke of the pen is ever going to disappear from the law of God. And so are you righteous enough to enter the kingdom of heaven on your own? The answer, of course, is no. Well, the good news is that Jesus himself is the one who took upon himself the full wrath of God for all who believe in him. And so you can use even this moment, counter as intuitive as it may be, it's quite biblical to draw upon the law of God and let the Holy Spirit of God minister conviction for sin and let that same Holy Spirit save the soul of the person you're sharing the gospel with right in front of your eyes. It's a beautiful thing to see.